You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. What I was going to say before is, you know, again, no disrespect to David Goggins because he's obviously like a very impressive human, but most of America subscribes to like a David Goggins type of mentality, which all respect, like I can't do the things that he did and nor, nor do I want to, but the, like, we need emotional control. We need resiliency. We need like systematic mental skills. We don't need to run 200 miles till our organs fail to show that like, you can't hurt me and I'm tough. Point being is that like, that's the kind of stuff that like we get in a lot of the cookie cutter, um, cookie cutter mindset training is this feeling of like being a warrior. And again, zero disrespect to David Goggins. He is an incredible human and can do things I can never do. When on the flip side, like what we really need is like, you know, the, the emotional intelligence, the systematic mental skills, mental performance, you know, learning how to reverse engineer your best. I think, I think there's a lot of people who are susceptible to that. When you look at, uh, I, I had, uh, I don't know if you know who Rick Jensen is. He's a, uh, performance coach, but he deals with PGA players. And so I had him at, uh, he was at my house in Florida uh, it was about five years ago. And he was telling me a story that he saw, um, Greg Norman, out somewhere. And so he starts talking to Greg Norman. He goes, you know, I just, hey, how are you doing? You know, so well, you know, you're really, you know, that, that year it was Greg Norman's year to, to win everything. And he just said, well, you know, I just, you know, just want it more than the other guys. And he goes, bullshit. You know, everybody wants it. They're on the PGA. They, you can't just want it more. He goes, well, I just work really hard. He goes, no, everybody works real hard. He goes, what's the real, you can't just want it more. You can't just work hard. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, well, I, you know, I work out. Uh, you know, and every day he goes, no, what exactly do you do every day? And he goes, oh, okay. So he goes, I, I get up in the morning and I stretch and I hit golf balls, you know, till it gets dark. He goes, so how long do you stretch? He goes, 25 minutes. He goes, I know that because I arrive, but I figure out when daylight is. I arrive 25 minutes before that at the driving range. I stretch for 25 minutes when it's daylight that I hit till, till it gets dark. He goes, wow, you hit all day. He goes, well, then I'm not done. He goes, when it gets dark and I can't hit golf balls anymore, I go to the gym and I work out. <laughs> and he goes, that level of commitment, he had to tell that story to this guy who wanted to go onto the PGA Tour. And this guy was this amateur. He goes, you know, I think I'm ready for the PGA Tour. He goes, I'm already working out. You know, I'm, I'm on the golf course four days a week. And the guy just shook his head. Rick just shook his head. He goes, that is not There's really no bad. Yeah, he goes, so you've got to not only step up your game in terms of what you're willing to do physically and technique and be at that top 1%, but look at how you how you handle yourself mentally, which is the stuff which I find really interesting that, that you do, Mike. Um, Essentially, just, it just comes down to like having a process and a routine and a set of skills, just like for their golf swing, they have a process, a routine, and a set of skills. Treating mindset no different than any other skill. Yeah, that's a that's a really really good way to put it. Is a lot of people when they come to work with me, is I go, hey, you you're able to earn money. You're you've been able to keep the money. 
You want to get better at it because you recognize that doing it on your own isn't going to get you to your full potential, although it'll probably be fine. You're probably not going to go broke, right? You're going to do all right. You know, the biggest difference between getting to where you are and getting to your full potential is having something that's very specific in what you're doing, having a process, having a routine, having something that we are committing to. Um, do people recognize that when they choose to hire you, when they seek you out, or do they, once you tell them that, they go, oh, yeah, duh. I get it now, yeah. I, I think it's a little bit of both. Like the more emo emotionally intelligent people know that, like the women know that. Um, some of the super introspective guys know that. Um, you know, it's 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 not everyone. S some of them need a little bit of explaining because it's just like not how they're trained to think. But, you know, you guys are in the business realm. Two, two products in the same field. One sells 10 million a year. One sells 100 million a year. Like more likely than not, it's not that one product is better than the other. One company's systems are better than the other, right? Yeah. Their marketing system, their 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 production system, their logistic systems. Systems is what builds better businesses. Just like systems is what builds good teams. Alabama football, Clemson football, Georgia football, um, UConn football, uh, UConn basketball. These teams, any of the big MMA teams, yeah, they don't have a better playbook. Yeah, they don't have a better playbook. They don't know any secrets. They have better systems. Systems for recruiting, systems for donations, systems for culture building. Everything is systems and you will default to the level of your system. So I come in and the reason I, I, I get a lot of results, uh, like drastic results, is that they've never touched this. Imagine someone's an elite athlete. They've never been to the gym and then hire one of the best strength coaches in the country. Yeah. You're going to go through the roof. So this is a room that they've never decorated at all. When you look at systems and and sort of reworking some of these systems, do you find that they need more systems or fewer systems? Overthinkers need fewer. Well, let me rephrase. Most of them have no systems. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. At best, they have like, at most, at best, they have like some level of systems. Like let's take a high performing team. Those teams have systems for a lot of stuff. They just don't have a system for mental performance. Yeah. They have good ideas. They have some good, like I, I heard would say hardly anybody has a system for mental performance. No. Nope. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure I, I would yeah. know what a, what a system for mental performance looks like other than asking some basic questions about why. Yeah. To give you, to break it down into like basic terms. Um, the goal should not be to work hard and hope that you win. My goal is to teach you how to reverse engineer a great performance so that the best version of you shows up every single time. In order to do that, you need to know what the best version of you looks like. You need to have like, that's on a, you need to know the thoughts and feelings that bring out your best, the actions that bring out your best, and a set of mental skills to maintain your focus during the ups and downs of training and competing. So the skills are the glue. The reverse engineering process is like the GPS. And, you know, the emotional control is what allows us to navigate on autopilot. I want to make my athletes and teams be like a self-driving Tesla where at a point we're just plugging in the destination, great performance, boom. We know it brings out our best. We know it brings out our worst. We, we know like the, we, we have a very clear game plan coming into every practice, coming into every matchup. We assess all of those things. We take a lot of data um, and we have routines before every single match in practice. We have uh, routines that th these routines don't change. 
So world championship finals, first round of a Naga tournament, doesn't matter. I ask the same questions so that I feel the same things. I warm up the same way so that I grapple the same way. So this set of like process and routines, like I said, allows us to reverse engineer our, our, our best self instead of work hard, roll the dice and hope that we win. Yeah. It's like um, in, in our company, and this is obviously not my idea, but we do 8 a.m. team meeting. We ask the same questions. We talk about the same thing every single day. And when I try to talk to low-performing teams about that, they're like, oh, I get, well, yeah, we did that for a week, but geez, we're just saying the same thing. We're just, we need to really, we need to set our values every day. Do I need to ask the, ask my employees What's the most important thing that I, you need from me today? Do I need to do that? Yeah, so we didn't have any issues. We didn't, we didn't have it. There was nothing going wrong, so we did. We actually just skipped it today. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Part of it is, and and like once I pushed through the, oh, this is kind of awkward. It's been four weeks straight of doing the same thing. You know, it only takes two minutes, but like, oh wow, this is super important. I can't imagine not doing this. This is data. Everything. Yeah. It's data. Yeah. Exactly. I have a journal that I make my one-on-one clients send me every day. They answer the same 13 questions every single day. A few in the morning, a few at night, a few before practice, a few after practice. And it's the same questions. So the challenge is, do you not do it at all because it's monotonous or you don't like it? Do you do it because you have to and give surface level answers? Or is it an opportunity for you to dig in, learn more about yourself, bring attention to what you need, set intention for what you want to do tomorrow, and then assess how good of a job that you did. So my highest performer is like, it's, I always tell them, I was like, this is your biggest asset. This daily journal is your absolute basic, biggest asset. These questions are made to rewire your brain to focus on like joy, excitement, gratitude, self-improvement. It's also meant to give you daily data. If you grappled once a week leading up to the world championships, you wouldn't be very good at it. So if you only talked about these things with me in a mindset call once a week, you wouldn't be very good at it. But if you touch on these things every day, then touch base with me once a week, we're getting better seven days out of the week, measurably. And that's the biggest driver to success. And it also just brainwashes their everything to focus on the right thing. So point is, if your team was ever struggling with this or you tell other people's teams, that's that's because they're giving surface level answers. They feel like they have to do this instead yeah. of it's an opportunity to get good data and set the tone for the day. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Thanks for making the great decision to listen into this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Singer Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.